0: Welcome to day three. In day three, we will cover 1 Samuel, chapter 25, 26, and 27. We will also look at Psalm 17 and Psalm 73. 1 Samuel, chapter 25, 26, and 27. 1 Samuel 25 picks up with the death of Samuel. Samuel's death draws little notice in chapter 25 because of the unfolding drama between David and Saul. In 1 Samuel 25, 26, and 27, David encounters an ill-tempered man named Nabal and his gracious wife, Abigail. Abigail saved her then-husband Nabal's life when she took food to David after Nabal insulted David's servants. Furthermore, during this time of being on the run from Saul, David accumulated 600 followers. David always found himself being pursued by Saul, but he was always able to escape. At Engedi, David had Saul trapped, but David refused to raise his hand against the Lord's anointed. David shows in his resistance to raising his hand against Saul that God alone is the one who has the right to promote and demote. Vengeance belongs to God. And it is his prerogative to do what he will with those who call him Lord. 1 Samuel 25, 26, and 27. Now Samuel died, and all Israel assembled and mourned for him. And they buried him in the house at Ramah. Then David rose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. And there was a man in Moen whose business was in Carmel. The man was very rich. He had 300, he had 3000 sheep and a thousand goats. He was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now the name of the man was Nabal and the name of his wife was Abigail. The woman was discerning and beautiful, but the man was harsh and and badly behaved. He was a Calebite. David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep. So David sent 10 young men And David said to the young man, Go up to Carmel, and go to Nabal, and greet him in my name, and thus shall you greet him. Peace be to you, and peace be to your house, and peace be to all that you have. I hear that you have shears. Now your shepherds have been with us, and we did not and we did them no harm. And they missed nothing all the time they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore, Let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we come on a feast day. Please give whatever you have at hand to your servant and to your son, David. When David's young men came and said all this to Nabal in the name of David, and then they waited. And Nabal answered David's servants, who is David? Who is the son of Jesse? And there are are many servants these days who are breaking away from their masters. Shall I take my bread and my water and my meat that I have killed for my shears and give it to men who come from I don't know where? So David's young men turned away and came back and told all this to David. And David said to the men, Every man strap on his sword and every man of them strapped on his sword. David also strapped on his sword. And about 400 men went up after David, while 200 remained with the baggage. But one of the young men told Abigail, nabal's wife behold david sent messengers out of the wilderness to greet our master and he railed at them yet the men were very good to us and we suffered no harm and we did not miss anything when we were in the fields as long as we went with them they were they were a wall to us both night and by day and while we were with them keeping the sheep now therefore know this and consider what you should do. For harm is determined against our master and against all his house. And he is such a worthless man that one cannot speak to him. Then Abigail made haste and took 200 loaves and two skins of wine and five sheep already prepared and five seeds of parched grain and a hundred clusters of raisins and 200 cakes of fig and laid them on on donkeys. And she said to her young men, go on before me. Behold, I come after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. And as she rode on the donkey and came down under the cover of the mountain, behold, David and his men came down toward her and she met them. Now, David has said, surely in vain have I guarded all that this fellow has in the wilderness so that nothing was missed of all that belonged to him. And he has returned me evil for good. God do so to the enemies of David and more also, if by morning I leave so much as one male of all who belong to him. When Abigail saw David, she hurried and got down from the donkey and fell before David on her face and bowed to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, "On me alone, my Lord, be the guilt. Please let your servant speak in your ears and hear the words of your servant. Let my Lord regard this worthless fellow, Nabal." For, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name and folly is with him. But I, your servant, did not see the young men of my Lord whom you sent. Now then, my Lord, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, because the Lord has restrained you from blood guilt and from saving with your own hand. Now then, let your enemies and those who seek to do evil to my Lord be as Nabal. And now let this present that your servant has brought to my Lord, be given to the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive the trespasses of your servant, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a sure house, because my Lord is fighting the battles of the Lord, and evil shall be found in you so long as you live. If men rise up to pursue you and seek your life, the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living and in the care of the Lord your God, and the lives of your enemies he shall sling out as from the hollow of a sling. And when the Lord has done to my Lord, according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you and has appointed you prince over Israel, my Lord shall have no cause of grief or fangs of conscience for having shed blood without cause for my Lord working salvation himself. And when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, then remember your servant. And David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me. Blessed be your discretion, and blessed be you who have kept me this day from blood guilt and from working salvation with my own hand. For as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, who has restrained me from hurting you unless you had hurried to come to meet me. Truly by morning, there had not been left to Nabal, so much as one male. Then David received from her hand, what she had brought him. And he said to her, go up in peace to your house. See, I have obeyed your voice and I have granted your petition. And Abigail came to Nabal and behold, he was holding a feast in his house like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunk. So she told him nothing at all until the morning light. In the morning when the wine had gone out of Nabal, his wife told him these things and his heart died within him and he became as a stone. And about 10 days later, the Lord struck Nabal and he died. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, blessed be the Lord who has avenged the insult I received at the hand of Nabal and has kept back his servant from wrongdoing. The Lord has returned the evil of Nabal on his own head. Then David sent and spoke to Abigail to take her as his wife. When the servants of David came to Abigail at Carmel they said to her david has sent us to you to take you to him as his wife and she arose bowed her face to the ground and said behold your handmaid is the servant to wash the feet of the servant of my lord and abigail hurried and rose and mounted a donkey and her five young women attended her she followed the messengers of david and became his wife david also took anahom of jezreel and both of them became his wives. Saul had given Michael, his daughter, David's wife, to Paltai, the son of Laish, who was in Gileam. Then the Ziphites came to Saul at Gibbeth saying, is not David hiding himself on the hill of Heculis, who which is on the east of Jeshurun? So Saul arose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph with 300 men, with 300 chosen men of Israel, to seek David in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul encamped on the hill of Hakish, which, which is beside the road on the east of Jeshom. But David remained in the wilderness. When he saw that Saul came after him into the wilderness, David sent out spies and learned that Saul had indeed come. Then David rose and came to the place where Saul had encamped. And David saw the place where Saul lay, with Abner, the son of Ner, the commander of his army, Saul was lying within the encampment while the army was encamped around him. Then David said to Ahimelech, the Hittite, and to Joab's brother, Abishai, the son of Jeru, who will go down with me into the camp of Saul. And Abishai said, I will go down with you. So David and Abishai went to the army by night, and there lie Saul sleeping within the encampment with his spear stuck in the ground at his head and Abner and the army lay around him. Then Abishai said to David, God has given your enemy into your hand this day. Now please let me pin him to the earth with one stroke of the spear and I will not strike him twice. But David said to Abishai, do not destroy him for who can put out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless. And David said, as the Lord lives, the Lord will strike him or his day will come to die, or." he will go down into battle and perish. The Lord forbid that I should put out my hand against the Lord's anointed, but take now the spear that is at his head and the jar of water and let us go. So David took the spear and the jar of water from Saul's head and they went away. No man saw it or knew it, nor did any awake for they were all asleep because of a deep sleep from the Lord had fallen upon them. Then David went over to the other side and stood far off on the top of the hill, with a great space between them. And David called to the army and to Abner the son of Ner, saying, Will you not answer, Abner? Then Abner answered, Who are you who calls to the king? And David said to Abner, Are you not a man? Who is like you in Israel? Why then have you not kept watch over your lord the king? For one of the people came in to destroy the king your lord. This thing that you have done is not good, as the Lord lives, you deserve to die because you are not kept watch over your Lord, the Lord's anointed. And now see where the king's spirit is and the jar of water that was at his head. Saul recognized David's voice and said, "Is this the voice of my son David? And David said, "It is my voice, my Lord, O king. And he said, "Why does my Lord pursue after his servant? For what have I done? What evil is on my hands? Now, therefore, let my Lord, the king, hear the words of his servant. If it is the Lord who has stirred you up against me, may he accept an offering. But if it is men, may they be cursed before the Lord. For they have driven me out this day, that I should not have no share in the heritage of the Lord, saying, Go serve other gods. Now, therefore, Let not my blood fall to the earth away from the presence of the Lord. for the king of Israel has come out to seek a single flea like one who hunts a partridge in the mountains. Then Saul said, I have sinned. Return, my son David, for I will no more do you harm because my life was precious in your eyes this day. Behold, I have acted foolishly and have made a great mistake. And David answered and said, here is the spear, O king Let one of the young men come over and take it. The Lord rewards every man for his righteousness and his faithfulness. For the Lord gave you into my hand today, and I would not put out my hand against the Lord's anointed. Behold, as your life was precious this day in my sight, so may my life be precious in the sight of the Lord. And may he deliver me out of all tribulation. Then Saul said to David, blessed be you, my son, David, you you will do many things and will succeed in them. So David went his way and Saul returned to his place. Then David said in his heart, now I shall perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul would despair of seeking me any longer within the borders of Israel and I shall escape out of his hand. So David arose and went over, he and the 600 men who were with him, to Achish the son of Moah, king of Gath. And David lived with Achish at Gath. He and his men, every man with his household, and David with his two wives, anah noah of Jezreel, Abigail of Carmel, Nabal's widow. And when it was told Saul that David had fled to Gath, he no longer sought him. Then David said to Achish, if I have found favor in your eyes, let a place be given to me in one of the country towns that I may dwell there. For why should your servant dwell in the royal city with you? So that day, Achish gave him Ziklag. Therefore Ziklag has belonged to the kings of Judah to this day. And the number of those days that David lived in the country of the Philistines was a year and four months. Now David and his men went up and made raids against the Gerashites, the Gergerzites, and the Amalekites. For these were the inhabitants of the land from of old, as far as Shur to the land of Egypt. And David would strike the land, and would leave neither man nor woman alive, but would take away the sheep, the oxen, the donkeys, the camels, and the garments, and come back to Achish. When Achish asked, Where have you made a raid today? David would say against the Negev of Judah, or against the Negev of the Jeromianites, or against the Negev of the Kenites, and David would leave neither man nor woman alive to bring news to Gath, thinking least they should tell about us and say, so David has done. Such was his custom, all the while he lived in the country of the Philistines, and Achish trusted David's thinking. He has made himself an utter stench to his people Israel, therefore he shall always be my servant. Psalm 17. Psalm 17 is a lament psalm. A lament psalm is a psalm that expresses grief before the Lord, and it asks the Lord for help. In Psalm 17, David asserts his innocence as a prerequisite to his prayer for deliverance. However, David did not claim to be sinless, nor did he deny the sinfulness of humanity instead in this song david sets his heart on the lord psalm 17 hear just cause O lord attend to my cry give ear to my prayer from lips free of deceit from your presence let my vindication come let your eyes behold the right you have tried my heart you have visited me by night you have tested me and you will find nothing I have purposed that my mouth will not transgress. With regard to the works of man, by the word of your lips, I have avoided the ways of the violent. My steps have held fast to your path. My feet have not slipped. I call upon you, for you will answer me, O God. Incline your ear to me, hear my words. Wondrously show your steadfast love. O Savior, those who seek refuge from their adversaries at your right hand. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings from the wicked who do me violence. My deadly enemies who surround me. They close their hearts to pity with their mouth. They speak arrogantly. They have now surrounded our steps. They set their eyes to cast us to the ground. He is like a lion eager to tear as a young lion lurking in the ambush. Arise, O Lord, confront him, subdue him. Deliver my soul from the wicked by your sword, from men by your hand, O Lord, from men of the world whose portion is in this life. You fill their womb with treasure. They're satisfied with children and they leave their abundance to their infants. As for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. When I awake, I shall be satisfied with your likeness. Psalm 73. Psalm 73 is a wisdom psalm. A wisdom psalm is a psalm that praises the merits of wisdom and the wise life. Psalm 73 is one of the psalms that Asaph wrote. Asaph was David's song leader. Psalm 73. Truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For they have no fangs until death, their bodies are fat and sleek. They are not in trouble as others are, they are not stricken like the rest of mankind, Therefore. Pride is their necklace. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes swell out through fatness. Their hearts overflow with follies. They scoff and speak with malice. Loftily, they threaten oppression. They set their mouths against the heavens and their tongues strut through the earth. Therefore, his people turn back to them and find no fault in them. And they say, how can God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked. Always at ease, they increase in riches. All in vain have I kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. For all the day long I have been stricken and rebuked every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. But when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I discerned therein. Truly you set them in a slippery places. You make them fall to ruin, how they are destroyed in a moment, swept swept away utterly by terrors, like a dream when one awakes. O oh Lord, when will you rouse yourself? You despise them as phantoms. When my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart. I was brutish and ignorant. I was like a beast towards you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand, you guide me with counsel, and afterwards you will receive me to glory. Whom have have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. You put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. Thank you for tuning in for day three. Today we covered a lot, 1 Samuel 25, 26 and 27. Psalm 17 and Psalm 73. It's a lot covered in that material. But I want to close with four questions as you reflect back on what you've heard today. Question number one, what stood out to you from the audio today? What was one thing that pricked your heart today? Was there anything confusing or troubling to you from today's audio? Did anything make you think differently about God? And finally, question four, how might this change the way you live? How might today's audio change the way you live? God bless you.